Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. A shark is thinking of when it like bites something. Yum. You think yum? Do you? Th- I yeah. don't think it can taste anything, right? What? It, like it doesn't uh, have do taste buds? How do you figure? Because they the, the <clears throat> whole thing is they smell blood in the water, and I smell the, the smell and taste it. buds are pretty connected. Right? But like they're constantly in water. I feel like everything is just water. Don't say watered down. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but it's definitely everything would be like a warm saltwater soup. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I still think the easiest thing in the world. Like, do you think a fish even thinks about peeing, or is it just like a natural? Like, it just happens. Like, they don't even happens. It yeah. just happens because I, I look at our chickens like and our chickens do it. Or a baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they, yep. It's not like they're consciously holding it or thinking of it. Like it reaches a point and it just like evacuate. <laughs> yes. Fish are fucking stupid. I, animals. All animals. <laughs> yeah. All animals. Well, but, uh, <clears throat> dogs, you I just like shame dogs, into it. Yeah, but they can still, <laughs> they learn to like hold it. They know like to hold on to pee, but like. A fish is just like I said. It's just like, oh, there's pee here because I just peed, and I don't know it, but well, I do know it. I guess in that case, like any animal you can domesticate, you can train to hold its piss or shit. You know, it mm-hmm. just depends on your, the patience and the type of animal. Do you ever wish Steve Irwin was, <laughs> was still alive so you can ask him these hard hitting questions all the time? Like this is the stuff I would wonder if Steve Irwin were still alive. Man. Yo, he's how got do kids, you... but I don't care about them. <laughs> I... Imagine how awesome the world would be with Steve Irwin in it still. 2020 wouldn't suck for sure. I disagree. Have... I don't think we... that would be enough to change anything. You bring any dead celebrity back, it, it's not enough. Uh, it's, nah, nah, nah. I don't know. The three. I disagree the three... with that sentiment. Sentiment. Three, <laughs> three of the four good horsemen of the nice apocalypse uh, are dead. Who, uh, who, would I, they who be? are the? Yeah, I. Bob well, Ross. So that's yeah, Bob Ross. Okay. Uh, Mister so Rogers. Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers. And then you say Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin is absolutely one of them. He's incredibly nice, and he taught us everything we ever knew about animals. Are you going to say, like, Stan Lee as the last one? No, no. Because I've seen things where they put those three, and they put Stan Lee. And I go, no, that's just you fanboying. Relax. I agree. I I agree. I agree. Three of the four are dead, so the the last one is still alive. He is currently alive. I would debate Steve Irwin. Is it Irvin or Irwin? Irwin, Irwin. just like it's spelled? No, There's no silent letters in in Australian? So, So Steve Irwin... Uh, does not. I don't know if he belongs up there. He's fine, but I don't know. Uh, I just. I. I don't know. I. I feel like you could put like fucking Gandhi up there or somebody else who had much more importance. No, you couldn't. Gandhi was a terrible human being. 
you Gandhi saw did good things, but then he also did bad things. Of a person on a TV show. You have no idea what Steve Irwin was actually like in real life. Nobody does. Except for probably I mean, his, Mindy Bindi I would imagine lots of people did who had an intimate relationship with yeah. Steve Irwin. They Nearly exactly everyone who's like. ever said anything about Steve Irwin has said he's nothing but the nicest human being of all time. And realistically, pre, the stingray barb after. that went into him. That stingray knows him better than anyone because it's the only thing that's ever been inside of him. <laughs> Well, we don't know Again, what his relationship was like with Terry. you don't know that. You saw what yeah. the TV showed you. You don't know what else was inside him. You don't yeah, know. Terry could have been inside of him. <laughs> that, like, she could have been, they could have been what? prostate milkers. We don't know, man. They were like ahead of the I game with pegging. They started Steve, that trend. Steve Irwin is incredibly nice. Oh, no. We're, we're turning. <laughs> we're turning. I'm going I'm to lock this up. <laughs> I think the last living one, uh, in my opinion, is LeVar Burton. I see. He came to mind, too. He definitely he came to last, mind. But you're, just going with the, you're just going with childhood TV well, yeah, show hosts, more or less. Still... The guy could read. That's Good. it. Great. See? Yeah. <laughs> my kid can read the word go. Doesn't make her fucking genius and the nicest person in the world. No, nah, because she probably is still a little asshole at times, right? She's a little asshole at times. She wouldn't go to bed tonight because she kept saying, I have to poop, I have to poop. And I said, you don't have to poop. And she's like, I know, but like, you son of a. She's arguing. I wonder where she's she gets doing that, that thing now. Yeah. From Ryan? No. It's true. No. I've been training her secretly. I've been listening to my apprentice. So, so I've been Ryan... listening to all of Stoner movies September with my kid. And she goes, daddy, aren't Stoner movies supposed to be chill? What's Ryan doing? <laughs> Watching shit like Biodome. She's got. She's got. Fuck, I'm doing cognitive, uh, cognitive abilities there. She does. She keeps saying, "Is is Ryan on a bad trip?" Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny style, or when else? Dewey Cox walk hard. That stuff. Oh yeah. (laughs) Is Dewey Cox a stoner movie? I think so. Yeah, mentioned. Yeah, doing acid with the Beatles. It's going to get there at some time. Is I think the, the best walk hard weed joke of all time. Is Walk the Line a stoner movie? No. Uh, no. I don't think so. I mean, I either. don't remember a lot of marijuana in that movie. I mean, he's fucked up, sure, because, of course. He's really into pills, right? I, was, yeah, I, mean. I think so. And alcohol? <clears throat> like, well, I'd say isn't? more it's like, yeah, that, <laughs> that kind of. It's like vices. I don't know. Then what's that new sad Ben Affleck basketball movie? But is that a stoner movie? Oh, he's real fucked up. Oh wait, I thought you said <laughs> I, you said Ben Affleck, but I pictured Ben Stiller, and I was like, what sad Ben Stiller basketball movie is there? But now I want there to be that. Nah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy in this Ben Stillerless right. world. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. He did his he did his sports movie with Dodgeball, and it was great. Did you guys yeah, see? Yeah, the Secret Life of Walter Schmitty. Yeah, I hated no, I, it. I know it intimately. From yeah. having oh, worked no. on it. Oh, oh yeah. <sighs> it is not nearly as good as the Danny Kay original. Are you are you taller right, cool. than Ben Stiller? By a, a yeah. couple people worth of <laughs> tallness. So you, you had authority <laughs> over him on set then, right? Uh, sort of. So I did the New York reshoots for The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And is that where he runs into the elevator? Yeah, I actually got stuck on an elevator with Kristen Wiig in, in doing the shooting for that, which was oh. that was actually fun. Um, but with the Ben Stiller thing, we decided to just work through lunch every single day because they wanted to just bang the stuff out in the week for the time we had the location booked for. Sure. And the first day when they announced that they weren't going to take lunch, I went on the mic, the walkie, and I said, lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. 
straight out of heavyweights, and, and Ben Stiller gets right on the walkie, goes, guys, uh, I'm on the walkie. I just want everyone to know that. Like, <laughs> Way to go. Uh, I, uh, someone stayed real quiet on the walkie from that on. I also, I got in trouble in high school. We were hosting a band regional, and all these bands were around, and I was helping out, and they stupidly gave me a walkie-talkie, and I made about five jokes before the actual band director comes on, and I uh, was like, uh, yeah, guys, let's not be joking on the line here. We need to keep this for official business. and uh, <laughs> Official band business. Uh-huh. I remember uh, also being like very quiet on the mic for the rest of the day. But I would still drop jokes. I don't know if I would quote Ben Stiller to nice. Ben Stiller, though. I was not aware he was listening, for what it's worth. <laughs> Did That's he ever know it was very much you? like a scene out no, of extras. Why would Ben Stiller know me? <laughs> no, like, I don't know if he, like, saw you do it on the mic and then, like, was looking oh, God, at no, you no, no, from no. across the set like, hey, guys. Location boy! Mic, <laughs> looking up and at me, because he is a short, short man. Is that uh, Scorsese? He's short, too, right? He's very that- short. He's very He's very odd. For being a genius. He's like genius odd, though, I guess. All right. You you expect the quirks. I feel like this game is really, really redundant if you just keep asking about, hey, people in Hollywood, are you taller than them? I'm sure like it's 90% yes. It's not a game, Ryan. I want to know, like, could either of you pull (laughs) off Martin Scorsese's glasses? It's been a long time since I was a short Italian man. Yes. So I don't know. (laughs) I think I could. If you give me a bocce ball set... And like a Campari? Yeah, I could do it. What's what's more white collar, bocce ball or croquet? I think they're different levels. Croquet? Of... You think no. so, croquet? I, I think, think bocce ball is more hipster. Croquet, I feel like, is a popped collar sport. Okay, so that's like upper middle class? Yeah, that's white collar. Oh, without a doubt. No. Yeah, that's white collar. Yeah, so yeah, okay. Yeah, croquet is Oh, more I'm white putting collar. it above white collar. I'm putting it a step above. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Well, so then I will say, conversely, my argument yeah. is bocce ball is not even white collar. It's just hipster. It's this really? side tangent over here and hipster. I think it is. That's the no, one where you throw the ball, bocce ball get really close to the other ball. I would classify like yard bowling yeah. as hipster. That uh, one's pretty stupid. Wait, what's... Bocce ball, then, because I think maybe I'm thinking of what backyard bowling. What? Bo- all right, what? What? All right. Bocce balls, both. where you you throw the you throw the little white ball on bocce, and you roll your balls close, and you try to knock each other out. It's pretty much just yard shuffle board. Mm-hmm. Hipster. Yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the hipster. It's not white collar. It's below white collar. I don't think you have to be white collar. I dare you to go up to any old Italian man and call him a hipster. I dare you to. <laughs> well, it's all right. I'm. I, uh, fair, fair. Maybe there is like this old culture I'm not aware of who's playing it, but Italy, the people yeah. I see doing it nowadays are hipsters. They're not old Italian men. That's they're that's doing all. it ironically. Hipsters, I know. That's what that's I'm saying. Hipster. I got yeah. that. That's all I'm saying. All but then I'm you saying. got the serious bocce ballers still in the old country. Are yeah, they? Well, all right. Are there serious bocce ballers? Are they still going yeah, hard in I the would, old country? If there's serious people <laughs> playing curling, then I'd imagine any sport could be played seriously because curling's silly. Uh, I remember fair. my friend's grandfather That's took croquet fair. seriously. He like ran a croquet club in our old hometown, and like there's a front page newspaper article about it. It was crazy. It was just old white men playing croquet in their front yards. But I believe that you. When you said there's a front page like news article, I'm thinking, how old are you? 
Oh, uh, I'm, I'm old enough to have front page articles. <laughs> I was on the front page when our library got internet connectivity, and I was one of the first kids to surf the internet in my hometown. What a fun story. <laughs> what a uh-huh. human interest yeah. piece. <laughs> the next day. The next day you see on the front page, first kid to crank down in the library. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was the first, but I was one of. Definitely wasn't the last. That's what counts. Mm-hmm. Cranking off into uh, Clifford the Big Red Books and then closing them <laughs> and putting them back on the shelf. <laughs> Mommy, this was interactive. Sticky it's sticky. <laughs> Clifford made a uh, mess. <laughs> I wasn't aware this is one of those like Clifford those touch sensitivity mess. books of like, oh, feel this page. Clifford is furry. Oh, feel this page. Clifford is sticky. <laughs> Clifford has a red rocket. <laughs> what is happening here? What, what is uh, this book? Hey, uh, don't read the Clifford books, man. Uh, how about this is the end of the uh, the holiday month, boys? This is the last week of Stoner Movie September, and uh, see, we're going out with a bang. I got to say that this is why we end with Ryan's choice usually, because <laughs> he's usually <laughs> so broken by the middle of Stoner Movie September that uh, he's got to have something to bring him back. So. It's true. This week, it's Ryan's choice. Ryan, what was your choice? Uh, a choice that might debatably be a stoner movie. Um, and I, I will it argue. Absolutely is. It absolutely okay. is. Yeah, yeah I'd for argue sure. for 100%. it, especially with Biodome and some of the other ones on here. I um, was questioning it before we watched it again, but afterwards, like 100%. Yeah, I thought it had a pretty strong, and we can get into it more. But um, it is a cabin, the cabin in the woods. The mm-hmm. 2000, what, 10? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Came out right. <laughs> came out. I did a double date with Laura. We went to go see Amazing Spider Man in Cabin in the Woods, and we really loved one of those movies. Mm-hmm. You've talked about you're It was have... Amazing Spider Man, which we talked about on the Kate Podcasters. It was a fun episode. I definitely Spoiler. was not hateful or Ryan's lying. Mean spirited. Him liking that movie. Ryan's lying. <laughs> Ryan it often lies. He's close to Biodome. <laughs> is that bad? I which one? I do not like Amazing Spider-Man. I really do not like it. If you want to hear two hours of Ryan yelling about it, yeah. <laughs> Again, there you are. Yeah. If you don't, then Ryan didn't like it. There, we've done it. Surprise! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, this movie. Uh, this was shot. A year, two years before Thor came out. Yeah. But I don't think it came out until after Thor, right? Correct. If if I remember, the story was um, Joss Whedon wrote the uh, script here with Drew Goddard, and Drew Goddard went on to direct the movie. But as they were working on the script, um, he was over at Marvel also working on Avengers, and saw Chris Hemsworth as Thor and invited him over while he was working on that in like very early days of production of Thor uh, to do this indie movie real quick. I don't know. I, and I then Thor came this. out and it sat there and it just sat there finished because they didn't know what to do with it until Thor came out. And then I think they tried uh, to bank off of Hemsworth's popularity after true. the fact, right? It's mostly true. Of, from what yeah. my research said, it was uh, Goddard and Wheaton 
after feeling in a funk, rented a hotel for three days and knocked this script out. And then they filmed it. And when they were shooting Chris Hemsworth's scene before he jumps the ravine, uh, they were looking at the dailies and whoever was shooting Red Dawn at that time was so impressed. Uh... They immediately hired Chris Hemsworth for Red Dawn. And then as soon as he got hired for that, like two days later, they announced that he'd been hired for Thor. Right. They he still does not nearly have movie. the Thor body uh, in this thing. Yeah. They still shot this, though, and okay. then the studio went bankrupt, and it sat in limbo for another year, and then Lionsgate saw it, loved it, picked it up. Right. What was the studio? Okay. It was MGM, and they had it, and they ended up just shelving the thing indefinitely, which is always a stupid, stupid move when Especially you think when about it's it. it's finished. It's you have a thirty done. million dollar movie that yeah. has a name of Joss Whedon attached to it, who I, I understand hadn't done the Avengers yet, but he had done Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He had done a bunch of other things yeah. at this point. He was I, huge. He, in the TV. Serenity came out, and I think easily made twenty, thirty million at the box office. So I think they could have made that back pretty easy, especially right, with a horror movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, right. Horror this only costs thirty million dollars to make. It's not hard <laughs> for horror movies to make money. No. They they literally yeah. shit it out and one Talk to Jason. Dare Bloom. I say, not the director of Biodome, the, the other one. One as good as this one deserves all the money it made. Yeah, I'm coming out hot. I fucking love this movie. Biodome, Biodome's okay. <laughs> Biodome's totally fine. <laughs> uh, so is Euro Trip, by the way. Totally fine. I I think Euro Trip's mostly fine. I have some issues yeah. with maybe some of the. The, the, I don't know, xenophobia. Uh, some of it feels a little bit not great, especially like the little Hitler kid at the end uh, comes and to mind. It's a gag, whatever. I think it's a real <laughs> dumb, dumb gag. Like, it's barely Sometimes a gag. There's no thought into it. It's just like, hey, you guys remember uh, this they, offensive they thing? They taught a kid how to do a goose step. There was clearly thought into it that they hey. said, we got to get this right. We got to get this right. So there's that's some thought already. All right, I got a question for both of you guys. Here's a question, because I'm taking over. All right, <laughs> I could I could fight that, but fine. Yeah, fine. But we're not because this is we're not, not Euro about, Trip. <laughs> we're not talking about Euro Trip. We're talking about goddamn Cabin in the Woods, which is famous for having a shit ton of fucking monsters in it. Spoiler. What I know from you boys. Uh, do you ever remember a time as a younger kid an any movie monster actually scaring you and like giving you maybe nightmares or actually something having a profound effect on you. Dave? First time I saw The Exorcist. I was really? way too young. Okay. Mm. Locked myself in my room so my parents wouldn't see it. Then I was like watching it and whatnot. And that movie did a number on me. I, that movie did a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Not me. I think I saw it much later. In which I could, like, oh, I really appreciate the camera angle here. And they're like, oh, that's cool. They're cutting, like, the shots of the demon and, like, the cabinets. And it, it didn't did work on uh, me scary on a horror level, but, like, I really still appreciated it. They did, like, a 20th anniversary re-release when I was in high school, I remember. Or maybe, like, 25th, something. They re-released it in theaters, and that was the first time I saw it. But I remember... Same. That's it. Was it. Scary, but, it was the re-release. But it was still, like, I really enjoyed it. It didn't scare me. What Was it just... All of the demonic possession that got you, Dave? The idea of it? It wasn't so much the idea of it. It was the way it was pulled off. Really? Because, yeah, it's one of those things that at an early age, I started recognizing that people make movies, which is a weird thing to 
like I don't know. You get removed right away whenever you start thinking that way. But mm-hmm. watching how they did The Exorcist, I went, that is way too fucking real for me. Like, this is, <laughs> I know that this is the camera in a room and these are actors and they're going to go home to their wives and kids and dogs later. But it's a bit much. That's usually the most effective horror is when you can't tell when it's an effect or not. When you can't distinguish the, uh, the strings, so to speak. It's- or... When you shine a light at the strings and say, hey, look at these strings, which is <laughs> it's what also like a whole different type of horror, which is great. Some of that mid 90s horror just so god awful because of that terrible CGI like uh, Deep Rising. You remember that shit? Which one was it? Deep the, Rising. Uh, that was the casino boat that the people tried to rob that uh, alien sea monster had also happened to attack at the same time. And. <laughs> Oh man! I don't think I saw that one. I don't remember that it one. It was it was like from the description Kyle just gave. Just think it's shitty. That's it's, as far as it needs to go. Alien and casino boat. It's hard stop. That's it. It sounds exactly and what thirteen year old Ryan would love. Oh, I forgot about the mercenaries. Yeah, yeah. all the mercenaries. That Comments sounds great. <laughs> it's everything that you would want. It's fairly similar to the patterns presented in this movie. But before we get to that, Ryan, what about you, man? Did you have something that absolutely terrified you as a kid? Um, aliens, aliens wig me the fuck out. The idea of aliens, uh, like just the really. Xenomorph aliens? No, fuck that. No, uh, no, no, no. Like, uh, like we're Gray? talking fire in the sky. I saw fire in the sky, okay. and and I was forever fucked up from fire in the sky. That last I saw fifteen that minutes, way man. too early. Yeah, yeah. Then that <laughs> that fucking stuck with me. Also, Chucky. I think a lot of people had Chucky our age, and Chucky, that, I can buy that had a Chucky number was... on me. Yeah. Chucky fucked me up so bad. Like, I'm still scared of Chucky now. Like, it terrifies me. I don't like to look at the TV when Chucky's on, like, an advertisement or whatever. Real, uh, really? Even, so, like, the new one that came out, you just, you wouldn't, you won't fuck with. Just no, I haven't no seen interest. a Child's Play since Child's Play 2, I believe. Maybe 3, but so I just... You, did you see the real weird, silly ones? The ones nope. where John Didn't Waters care. shows up? <laughs> no. Nope. Like Bride of Chucky and Seed huh. of Chucky and all those. Nah, fuck those. Don't care. Interesting. There okay. was a while like where I confused Child's Play and Problem Child. I could see that. It was a, a long time. Little shits. Yeah. What about? Uh, here's one it's I always ask, thing, and yeah. nobody else has ever heard of it. But Dave, you're more versed in filmography than most. Have you ever heard or seen the film Dolly Dearest? I've heard of it. I've never seen yeah. it though. I've seen it like a it's like a child's play B movie ripoff. It's awful, but it was also terrifying because it was a living doll, which scared the fuck out of me as a kid. It was shot so it. low budget. There was like it's it's this doll factory and like this shitty barn next to this isolated farmhouse out in the middle of the nowhere in the country. Like that would not be a doll factory, but that's like no. the place they had to shoot. So they like made it. It was great. I, I totally get it because the whole living doll thing fucked me in the head for a long time. Because are you afraid of the dark when that thing was on mm-hmm. Snick and you get the living doll house or whatever it was? And I'm sitting there going like, no, hard no. Well, there's no. also that scene like <laughs> just in the intro song slash montage every week that like they go up to an attic and there's like this puppet in a chair that's fucking terrifying every time, and that's in the intro. Yeah. Fuck I'm not a, I'm not a horror that. guy. I, I'll throw that out there right away. Really? I'm not. I'm not a, a quote unquote horror hound. Well, that that's that surprises me. Yeah, 
I, I think, think it's it doesn't do it for me. It's all been it's all formulaic to me, and it, it that's the way it kind of sticks in my head. And I like the idea of surprises, and that's why yeah. I like movies like Cabin in the Woods, like Get Out, things that take the idea of a horror movie and just they put a different twist on it. They become aware so, of themselves in a way, and I appreciate that because it breaks the formula. I feel that you do like horror movies, and because I I'm in the same boat. Like I don't like these generic horror slasher movies, like. Especially yeah, like the ones that are super derivative. Like, <laughs> I know what you did last summer. Uh, the one with Paris Hilton. What the fuck? House of Wax. House of Wax. And any of those uh, remakes around that time. Were that's like the early, Black early 2000s. And... Just ignore. The only, my Bloody the Valentine. Only, yeah, the only good movie shit. that came out of the early 2000s, in my opinion, it wasn't even early, was The Descent. I think that's a pretty good horror movie. Yeah. Descent you know what is also came out? Great. Was the Cave, which was a garbage horror movie. Honestly, the descent and um, a lot of foreign horror around that time wreck. because that's wreck we... does it for me big time. Exactly, we got wreck. Uh, Alexandria Ha with high tension and the like devil or the hills have eyes. Inside is a, the French one. Yeah, uh huh. Good the French shit. Version that's such Good a fucking shit. great movie. Just not in America. Pontypool? America was garbage. Seen for Pontypool? Horror. Pontypool sounds dirty. Oh, the Pontypool Canadian one with dope. the guy. The uh-huh. um, then the radio I station just. I just saw another Alan horror Partridge. movie with that guy that in it. And a- Elijah Wood called Come to Daddy. And it's fantastic. It's an 80-minute, like, every 20, 30 minutes, like, something weird fucking happens, and it becomes a whole different movie. And I will say nothing have more. Guys, have either the trailers you... only show the first 15 minutes. It's fantastic. I'll write that down. Come that to Daddy. Sound, it's, I'm curious it's about. It's weird and great. Have either of you seen the new uh, Elijah Wood movie where he's a serial killer? Which one is that? That that's so Sin many City. of them. Sin City's not new. <laughs> it's not Sin City, but it's it's similar to Sin City. It's and not like his Maniac, but it's, is it? It is Maniac. The where first it's all person first person. View? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen I saw it? that one? That was about maybe six years ago, right? Five, six years ago. I think it was, I thought it was fairly new. I think it might be older. I would check oh. into it because I think I was at Family Video at the time. Because did I, you see uh, it though? Yeah, it was it was interesting. I. I would say it falls into what Dave describes as a little bit formulaic, though I like the technique. A lot like Hardcore Henry. Like, real kind of meh story. Eh, could be better in a lot of places. But, like, the way they did it, I really appreciated. And it was great I for like, a watch. Recommend for one watch. It was pretty brutal. And I like that brutality. Well, yeah. Yeah. Elijah Wood's been getting into the <laughs> real hard, heavy, dark stuff after uh, Hobbit. Well, he got corrupted by the ring, so not wrong. That's it. It's it's affected him for the rest of his life, career-wise and personally. Ah, <laughs> uh, was there ever any monsters That's a that reference like, that Sean will love? You, Sean's you really drive liked, his, uh, I would say Sean would drive his car into a tree, but. He doesn't, he drive, doesn't drive He's going to walk really hard into Expecto a tree. Expecto Miscaris. There, he just missed it. That's <laughs> Jesus great Christ. writing. <laughs> Were there any Boom, horror movie monsters fired. that you guys really, uh, really enjoyed that you liked and really like sparked something in true, into you? Like you weren't. Yeah. Maybe you were scared of it, but you also really liked it. Uh, I, I have was. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I have one, and I'm thinking back because it's like 
again, I don't really care for a lot of monster movies, slasher movies, all that stuff. They just never worked with me. They never did a thing for me. But looking back on like Universal Monsters, mm-hmm. those types of movies, the original Invisible Man is absolutely incredible. And that's always one that stuck with me because it's not even scary. It's an actually hysterical movie. It is so funny the way it's done. And it looks absolutely amazing for the time mm-hmm. that it was done in. But it's such a fun horror movie in a way. that it, And it's classic Universal Monsters. They knew what they were doing. Would you describe it as camp almost? I wouldn't because it takes itself pretty seriously. Yeah, camp. I don't think even was a thing at this point. I don't know. Well, it could I like to like think that camp was like born in 1966 when Adam West first donned the cowl. <laughs> Is that right? Pretty much. That's my head cannon. <laughs> damn it. Um. So yeah, I I kind of have a similar one with the creature from the Black Lagoon. I remember that that creature specifically like made a huge impact on me when I saw it as a youngin. Uh, that and I would also say. Dude, I remember being blown away the first time I saw a Predator, like, and saw, like, the actual Predator and Predator, and just, holy shit, that movie, I fucking love that since the first time I saw it. When did you become aware that people made movies? Very young, because my mom got me into horror very young, and to prevent it from scarring me so much, she kind of explained the idea of movies to me. So like <laughs> she gave you like film class 101. Here's a book. Of. Here's a book about Alfred Hitchcock. Here you go, Kyle. I need you to read this and then we'll talk. Well, I, I very vividly remember her explaining child's play to me, like showing me one of my sister's dolls and being like, they're literally just holding it like this, but they're hiding it. <laughs> so you can't see their hand. And I was like, Oh really? And then like, so that instilled like this sort of thing with me with sure. that I still do today. Similar. I mean, you've worked on movies, but it's hard to not watch a movie and not constantly be analyzing like, oh, where's the how they set this shot up? Like how many people are right behind this scene? Like just watching this happen. Like that's one thing that if you get into having a love of movies itself, I feel we all kind of end up in that area. But how cool of a feeling is it when you don't get that idea in your head anymore it, and, and you were I, just in it and this movie did it, man, it did it. It did it, it for absolutely me too. Did it. I was just going to bring that up, man. This movie fucking hit it on all cylinders, 100% like firing the whole time. It's a cool one, though, because it's one yeah, of those things it's, that it's when okay. you think about, about when you, the idea of when you are able to realize that there's people making these things, mm-hmm. it gets you to that meta level of watching a movie. And I think that's important for Cabin in the Woods because this movie is just meta on meta on meta it's ridiculous well, like i said i think there's like seven layers of meta happening in this movie and my weird boner was all up in a tingle it was great i it's, think it's made it's for people those... like us who see the strings i i think this is and it's, this is why this is a cult movie in every sense of the word and why it will never be a mainstream hit because i think you really have to like understand and as you said see the formula see how things are made kind of understand the trope, so but to I speak. Think, it's a it's a exactly, it's a movie for people to, who know horror dis- inside and yeah, out. Exactly. To discover that trope, you have to have seen a lot of horror throughout your life. Be or it a few. Good or bad, you've or seen a, few, a lot of this shit. <laughs> I would say that's to a point, because the way that Joss Whedon referred to this movie, he called it a loving hate letter mm-hmm. to the horror genre. And it's one of those things of what me and Brian do on our show is it's kind of a, 
a weird loving hate letter to superhero movies <laughs> where you understand that some of these things aren't very good, but you love the idea of it so much that that's the thing you get behind. So here with a horror movie where it's just super self-aware and it understands all the rules that it needs to follow, but then it throws in that that little twist of there's a corporation behind this thing that needs to build all this out in order to, I don't know, it feels kind of like a Monsters, Inc. of horror movies. Not only is it like a corporation, it's like a government-run organization that's like the toppest of top secret shit. And that's a whole mystery twist, too. Figuring yeah, out it, who's running all of that as well and why they're doing everything. It is, and I like how they hide the reveal of that, but it's yeah. really fucked up. When in a horror movie, you're always rooting for these kids to survive this cabin of the woods. And here, half the time you find yourself rooting like, man, I hope this corporation kills all these kids. Yeah. Or else we're going to have some Do serious you? issues with this world. Do you? Well, they, they I do don't think I ever have. to it. I don't think yeah. I ever have no, in this movie. Every time I've seen this movie, uh. I'm going like, Man, they gotta they gotta try a little harder killing these kids. I really feel right for it, man. Sure, I, really, I feel yeah. for the dudes that are running the organization. Hardcore. Absolutely, I am one hundred percent insert of Fran Kun's uh, stoner character and his very nihilistic view of like uh-huh. this whole thing needs to end and just and and let it burn, let it burn. Everything's weird, and if this is the way it is, let it burn. I've always seen it that way too. I've never been like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta kill this fool. Do you need like a hug or something just for life? Yeah, that's the way you feel. Maybe I guess, but I kind of like the the highest body (laughs) count of any horror movie ever. It's Uh, its body uh, count is like, I mean, at the time that it was released, it had the highest body count because everyone on Earth gets killed. So it was like. (laughs) Seven billion something. Oh well, I mean, so so then Armageddon. Like, what's that Nicolas Cage movie where the whole world hey, dies? Like, this knowing came out after them, I'm saying at the time this movie released, it had the highest body count. Oh no, Knowing came out before this movie, 100. percent That's what I'm saying. Knowing was before this movie, this and it movie killed came everybody out after Knowing. Yeah, and Knowing killed everybody on the planet. So yes, it didn't. But Knowing came out before this movie. So Therefore, the, the population of the Earth has expanded. Body count. It didn't. Right, it, Ryan, didn't it wasn't groundbreaking. Ex- Cabin in the Woods is gr- not groundbreaking, is what I'm saying. You are saying Knowing came out after Cabin in the Woods, but Cabin in the Woods came out after Knowing. Therefore, there were less people alive when Knowing was released. Therefore, more people wait, died what? at Cabin in the Woods. All right. So, Ryan, when a man and a woman love each other. Whoa. Wait. Are you saying these are the same universe? <laughs> Is this no. your, like, so knowing wiped out, like, the universe, and then Cabin in the Woods is in the same universe, but it's, like, in a different reality, but, like, the other reality is wiped out no, already? No, I'm saying at the time of their releases, which knowing was released in 2009, yes. physically, even though more people died in that movie, in that universe, there were less people on the Earth because it released in 2009. Not to bring it back to basketball, but... I, I feel like this is a conversation of maybe did I just fart. That's an interesting. Okay, I see where you're going. Just on the base population that would change in a year. Yes. Now yeah. you're on board, and that's why I see. This movie, that's your point. Okay. Interesting. It was a really stupid thing that, like, for semantics, some reason, bud. Semantics. We, we dove really deep into. I am not one for semantics. I I I just yeah. I I uh, uh meh <laughs> meh. I feel the entire flow of this conversation has been killed. Where the fuck were we? I have no idea. I was just pointing out 
saying one of the highest body counts in a horror film is i feel like there are a lot of horror films that have high body counts and this is yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know i really enjoy just the straight up (laughs) opening for this movie and i appreciate that uh self-admittedly from joss whedon it was a troll attempt that they were trying to confuse people into thinking they went into the wrong movie because it's the cold open on just the guys at like the uh, the coffee machine in this <laughs> business setting, and you have no idea what the fuck's happening. They're just talking about business shit, and he wanted to confuse so many people that they walked into the wrong thing. And ah, I love that. I love a movie that just does that. Well, and it sets the tone perfectly because I think the trailers really just show you mostly like the cabin zombie stuff. I think, and that's about it. Um, you don't know really anything else. So going into this movie and getting these people talking in the very Joss Whedon-esque manner, just about bullshit as they're doing their job, and then the the jump scare title opening, I think kind of really sets the tone right too. away. Like, it's, it's the very, very knowing wink to the audience. Like, hey, we know what we're doing here. Trust us. We're going to we're going to have some fun tonight. You're in for you're you're in for an hour and 40 I minutes. I like of that fun. word trust. I like how you use that word because it is a. There has to be a lot of trust with this movie. Uh, yeah, you have to be along for the ride, or else this thing's just not going to work. One hundred. But I do appreciate how it's Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins at the beginning of this thing. Oh my and god, the you, best! I, I would never even consider putting them together, and they both have this weird comedic timing and just way of going about their lines and whatnot. Where it's like you you understand that they're just fucking around on screen, but they deliver it so seriously that it just works every time. And I think that's where Joss Whedon shines. Yep. What also when he's able to it, write for those types yeah. of people. Yeah, because it perfectly encapsulates like uh, just an office conversation, but it's happening with like the most macabre shit that we're walking into, like getting ready to happen. It just also sets the tone that for these guys, like this is just another Monday, man. This is just. This is coming to the office. This is the job we got to do. We got to get this done or else literally everyone in the world is fucked. It's yeah. a crazy thing. I like how they're, they're, they they kind of play it fast and loose. I've always heard that people in like those high stress situations have sort of a darker sense of humor because yeah. you almost have to to deal with what you experience every day. So It's like a doctor mentality. Yeah. yeah. I have to imagine. Mm-hmm. Or an ambulance driver or something. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Just- the the travesty is that we got the spin-off Agents of Shield from the Avengers Joss Whedon property when we should have really gotten like this operation as a TV show. I I don't even this need to see the horror stuff. Yeah. Just show me like the day-to-day operation of these people. Specifically the the two leads, I think, would be great. Like the before Cabin well in the Woods, like 10 years sci-fi before how they met or Quibi. Great. I could have fit on well, either of those. Quibi's not going to last. <laughs> Don't say Quibi. That's that's like saying 2019 or 2020 and dating the year. Sci-fi you can't is say Quibi. Dead. You're Sci-fi dating is a yourself. Dead channel. In maybe in maybe days, not even months or yeah. years, maybe days before Quibi Remember closes. Remember when Yahoo tried to have a streaming service and they bought Community? <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Well done. <sighs> Youch. Yowch. Um there is no Mackay Pfeiffer. This is my no life. Pfeiffer. In this movie. It's Yahoo Streamer, my die. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happens next though? We've got 
so these then we immediately kids, cut right? into the college kid plot. Like they'll uh, they, do, the, and they, in, they all in get introduced in like the most fun way possible because that is like such a trope. How they're all coming into frame. How you have the one girl who just got dumped by the teacher. She's boning or whatever. And then you get the dumb blonde who just dyed her hair blonde as she comes in. You get the athlete who's holding the football. You get the scholar. You get the fool introduced. Everyone's introduced. Full blown trope. This full is full blown. Nothing about this is subtle, and I love it. Uh, this is where I think you'll have. I don't know. Um, I don't even necessarily disagree, except I didn't love it right away. I remember the first time I saw it being very... I didn't have trust yet. I really liked the cold open. And then we cut to this, and a lot of the scenes with the college students feel very tropey. And rightfully so, because, again, I didn't trust where they were going. And it's something that I think a lot of people... I don't know. I was definitely maybe... You weren't like... You weren't on to what they were trying to do yet. I was kind of, I'm not not on to your game. yet. This is basic as shit, man. Like this is pretty basic. The, the camera angles are fine. I like these people because I know them, but like, this is a pretty basic story. So if we're getting like the clever stuff and then the basic plot, like that is the clever stuff. I'm not really interested in the, the cut back over here. And then it's later that they start revealing like, Oh no, no, no. There's clever stuff here too. And it's all, and then I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But right off the bat, I was probably has a little put uh, off. The best intro of it of all, I think. The fool, of course, you would think that. Yeah, (laughs) guys, that bond subtle one (laughs) level, dude. So the prototype for that thing cost twenty five hundred dollars to design and build. Real, real, real knowledge. Yeah, real knowledge. Whoa, guys. the Go coffee. to patreon.com slash experience grind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make Kyle's dream come true. Yeah. Get me the collapsible coffee bong with the magnetic bowl that just clips into as a handle. It's Such, so good. It's so fucking wild out there. Like I was blown away in idle hands when he turns his inhaler into a pipe. This is so fucking beyond next level. It's unfathomable. It's Is this best movie bong you've ever seen? Absolutely. I think so. Uh, off the maybe off the top of my head, but there is definitely something that I could be missing. And uh, do you have any other gi- ideas? There's a six foot one in Dead Man on Campus. I remember that one. I don't think I've seen that movie. <laughs> it's really shitty. I bet. So everybody's gonna be like, "Watch that movie!" Uh. <laughs> Fucking our audience. It's really, it's real shitty. Man, it is bad. Ah. Uh, <laughs> That's the best one I can think of. It's so fucking wild and out there. And it's inconceivability is what sets it apart, man. It collapses into a fucking coffee thermos. It's fantastic. It's a thing of beauty, really, when you think about it. I'm really trying hard to think. If there's a better bong in movies. Just movie bongs? Yeah, but I have got nothing. Yeah. I gotta imagine Kevin Smith has thrown something out there in like a Jay and Silent Bob. Garbage. 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 I get, the, uh, oh, lightsaber! The lightsaber bomb. Oh, I yeah. can smoke and then the it turn into a lightsaber. That's really all I can think of. I've really turned on Kevin Smith. My you opinion really is turned not on as lots of things, bud. <laughs> Ryan and Nihilism don't Stoner, mix. He just Stoner movie hard. September has been really rough on you, man. <laughs> I've heard you go really hard on Eli Roth and David Lynch. Just out of fucking nowhere. It's the drop of a, ha- of a, in fairness, a hat. In and fairness, you are just losing your mind. In fairness, David Lynch is somebody I just don't get, and I'll admit it. 
I'm not maybe the fan. I will admit there's artistry there. Eli Roth is a fucking hack and there is no talent. I will go to my fucking grave saying that. He is only what he knows. That is... That Here's is, the thing. No, he is no talent. I'll, I'll fucking defend that to my life. I don't if disagree you, if with you any like part of this. David Lynch, that's fine. I get it. I just don't. Oh, I, like I don't. I don't care that's for it. either particularly. That's fair. But, but Eli I, Roth I do want to. I want to make I a correction. I'm going to yeah. be your. I'm going to be your stat boy for a second. How you said Eli, <laughs> Eli Roth was famous because of his parents. Is it? Ti- it's not Tim Roth, is it? I assume no. Tim Roth because Tim of Roth's Tarantino. English and not yeah. much older than him. All right, who his are his parents? parents? Are his uh, his daddy is a psychiatrist at Harvard Medical in Massachusetts, where they live, and his mother's a painter. Oh, okay. So it's all off daddy's They're Harvard. normal folk. It sounds normal. like he was one of those guys who, who had, like, this high, like, like he played croquet, probably for fun. He played water polo. <laughs> and that made him all fucky in the head and wanted him to make a, a hostile movie of oh. just killing, just killing for needless killing. <sighs> That's, I mean, Speaking even of before killing, Cabin Fever, Cabin Fever, I don't see, ta- I don't see promise. In, ca- in Cabin Fever, I see a director who doesn't know how to kill his darlings and a bunch of garbage that could have been cut. And then it's hey. not changed since then. I Speaking don't know. of needless killings Meh. and Meh. cabins and cabins <laughs> and needless killings. Uh, we, and the we highest amount about, of killings. We start to learn about these uh, these these teenage dumb kids going off to uh, it's Chris Winter Hemsworth's <laughs> cousin, right? No, yep. it's what? Yeah, his cousin bought the cabin. His cousin bought the cabin, which later on she's oh. like, I don't think his cousin really bought a cabin. I don't think he even has a cousin. Yeah. But, <laughs> but they're, going up, they're going up to check this place out, and they have to do the ritual of, which we find out later that it's a ritual, the uh, the of warning Chud. off ritual. <laughs> yeah, the, war- the ritual of Chud. That's a, that's a pretty good Stephen King reference there. But the uh, the creepy... What is a gas station attendant comes out? What was his fucking Mordecai. name? Mordecai. Mordecai. Uh, he, he is a very intense character. And then, I, again, I love that this is completely f- turned on its head when he calls down to the uh, the studio and they put him on speakerphone <laughs> as he's giving oh, it's this all an act. <laughs> theatrical speech. And then, yeah. Oh, God. I feel and then they like get him again. we're brushing past Mordecai. Who is very, very hostile very quickly and is like maybe the most like horror trope we get this early on in this part of the movie. The the foreboding weird uh, country man who says, don't go down that rod, you know, uh, that is Mordecai, <laughs> except turned up don't to 12 that. where he's calling like one of the characters a whore. And I think did he slip the like the 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 gay slur in there, too? Did he call oh, somebody the F word? In the store, the not the Rami Malik light guy. I don't think so. The guy who is not Rami Malik. I can't. I don't know who he is. And I don't this think guy he's looks done nothing much. Like Rami Malik. Where are you getting this from? I do. I think he totally looks like Rami Malik. Are you kidding? They both yeah, have the dark complexion I, I think he's and like, like Trevor those Noah nice like. baby blue eyes. I, I give it much more Trevor Noah like. I get much more of a Trevor Noah vibe. Yeah. I don't see him are as you Trevor Rami Noah Malik at blind? all. Maybe. Did you know Rami Malek has a twin brother? For real. Did you know? Anyway. Is it this guy? It's not. This guy is, <laughs> this guy is like assistant Mr. Robot. He's totally Mr. <laughs> He's Mr. To Rami Mr. Like. Robot. <laughs> He's assistant to Mr. Robot. <laughs> um, uh, 
No, but for real, like, I I think he's, like, real cranked up. And, like, this is, like, the first time I'm, like, I think I see where they're going with this. And this is, I think, a really good pivotal scene. And then it bleeds into, like, the very next time we uh, hear from uh, Malachi is over the phone. And that's more greatness from Richard Jenkins. Remy Malachi. Remy, Remy Malachi. Malachi. <laughs> Remy Malachi. You'll see him in uh, James Band coming up soon. James Ban, uh, you know that guy. Must be no. a David Lynch thing. I don't understand it. James Ban. It might be directed by David Lynch. I hear he's I like joking. real big into. I have action. no idea what you're talking about. James Bond, but I said Ban to be stupid. Oh, because <laughs> Robbie Malik's gonna be the villain. So yes. Robbie Malik guy is gonna be the villain in James Ban. Yeah, I have a, I have a hundred percent new James Ban movie. You're saying now. Directed now I by got there. Yeah. Katie the Fukunaga. Best Fukunaga. Those are my favorite jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing I don't in my know. life? <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I'm watching you crumble right now, and I'm loving every second of it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop It's either. like watching a beautiful flower wither. I feel I'm like I'm watching either. Beauty and the Beast, and everything's just dropping off of you. Just slowly. Oh, this rose uh. is just dying. And right. I can't wait till we get to the end. Joke's I on you. Wait. I was already dead, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> a Ryan, twist. What, what made you pick this movie? Uh, because I knew it was going to be a bunch of bullshit chosen by the community that was going to wear me down. And all honesty, like we always have something like Big Lebowski or Days and Confused or something that is like just a little bit better than a dumb fucking comedy. And... Even though we had smart, dumb comedies this year with Super Troopers, I wanted something that just wasn't a comedy. So I stretched my brain, and this was the first horror kind of marijuana stoner thing. I still consider it a very funny works. movie. Absolutely a black comedy. Yeah. Oh, very dark. I feel like it's. <laughs> I feel like it's appropriate that I'm here to put a button on Stoner Movie September because I was the one who put out Wet Hot. I would yeah. have loved Wet Hot. I'm and then so I didn't vote for pissed. it. I Putting know. the description, I'm not voting for this because I want Ryan to watch Biodome. Yeah, Which he did. That's... Because you've wronged me somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't can... see where, except I disagreed yeah. that Amazing Spider-Man was worse than you, you on... who didn't like it. <laughs> he had you on for Cabin in the Woods. One of the greatest movies of the last yeah, two decades. That's true. I should have fucked you. I should have brought you on for Biodome. <laughs> you should have, but... But you're the fool. <laughs> but you're, I'm I the did, whore, and you're the fool. <laughs> Joke's on you. Oh, the man. fool. And this is... All right, so this was going to be my Am point. Am I the jock, then? I, nah, you're the you're Trevor the, Noah. You're, no. I'm the, no. I'm nah. The, nah. You're the, you're the blonde. You make out with the wolf and die. <laughs> no, he's the... He's, <laughs> I'm the whore. Yeah, he's the Are whore. Are you? Come on. Am I Am I the... Did yeah, this? probably. I'm having... Have you maybe seen some, me dance in front of fire in my booty shorts? Hmm. Have you seen me pose naked in front of fire? With no, my I have now. <laughs> That's why I was going to say was he's shocked. the whore because he literally <laughs> posed. <laughs> All right, so maybe feel, Kyle's the whore. I do feel that I absolutely am yeah. the whore. I just wasn't going to argue with yeah. him. But for sure, of course, I'm the whore. I was going to I would put you <laughs> as the Trevor Noah type, though, Dave. That's weird. The, this egghead. Weird. Is he, he's but, not the jock. He's not. The, but, he is a jock, though. 
But even Chris Hemsworth, that's team. the thing. And I like that they touch upon that. They, they what bring do you it mean? up a couple Chris times. Chris Hemsworth is holding a football the entire time. I know, but they say, like, <laughs> even uh, the fool brings point to it. He's like, dude, what's with all the jock bullshit? He's a sociology major. I and fucking he, love even that. He, they, he drops the, bring... the reference early on. He was like, you don't need to read this book. The professor has a great lecture that covers this. Just listen to that. Yeah. And it shows he's intelligent book. right away. And it shows that the nerd establish... outside can catch the fucking ball. Not like even that. It establishes that the whore also is a pre-med student. It yeah, establishes that all these characters are fucking geniuses, and then it dumbs them down to the truth. Yeah. And I love that. Well, and I like that it, it's also explained later via the Kim department. Uh-huh. Like, they've been putting shit into the hair dye that yeah. the blonde used to bleach your hair. Like, it's subtly been leaching in over the past few days. They they set all of this stuff up and explain all of these things on why these characters would act this way. You see, yeah. I got a, I got a question for you boys. So we find out eventually that this corporation, if you will, is putting out these, well, not so much. They need to get these people down into the cellar because there's a bunch of different relics down in the cellar. Mm-hmm. And that's what releases whatever the killing method is. Whatever horror shall be set upon them. My question to you boys is, who are you choosing if we're betting? Like they do in like, this movie. Who do I think is going to win or who do I just want to win? I feel like it's oh well, it could go either way. Yeah, I kind of feel like who who I would want to win. Oh man, I really like the uh, the fucking bat. I like that bat that gets its limited exposure time. But I also really enjoy the werewolf and the design of the werewolf. And uh, maybe either or. I don't know. That big snake is also kick-ass. Everything's so fucking violent and fast in this movie. Yeah, it is. It's hard to appreciate, appreciate most that. things. Yeah. But I'd say probably werewolf going... Yeah, werewolf. He All right. fucks some shit up. Ryan, what about you? All right. So one of my criticisms the first time around, before realizing they had the whole vault of monsters at the end was when they ultimately picked zombie rednecks and i was like which is like the most real. boring one yeah, yeah. i was like and god it, damn it i was so bummed i remember also being pissed the first time watching this like damn really yeah. this is what yeah but did? that's but that's also set up in the movie because the maintenance department picks them and they're just like oh they always pick the same thing yada yada it's like and they don't tell you what it is until the maintenance department wins and that uh-huh. is just a beautiful touch it is. And so that's it's it's one of those where you might be disappointed in the moment, but wait because it'll be paid off later and it's a, everything's oh. really explained and paid off well. It's beautifully set up script wise. Um but but I wanted weird shit. As soon as I heard Merman was on the option, <laughs> I was like, give me the weirdest shit. So I was like, Merman, yes. Uh I'd be down for that tiny ballerina girl with the teeth mouth. But what oh, yeah. really, like, give me, if you, if for real, you give me, like, a horror movie where the monster is a fucking unicorn, I'm down. <laughs> I am fucking, that's what I want. I want, like, rubber, like, the horror tire, rubber the tire, tire movie. Yeah. Give me that weird shit. So I want that unicorn. That's what I want. Did he, well, I don't know how big into this Dave is, uh, but Ryan, did you notice the Left for Dead monsters this time watching it? No, I never like a like a boomer or anything or all four of the big ones in the first. The there's a hunter, a, a witch, a, a boomer, and a spitter. Uh, they're all in like when it zooms out and they're showing all the different little cubes. Uh, they're they're in there, and then there was supposed oh. to be a tie-in with Left for Dead 2, Two. Yep. but it fell through. They never came through, but that's why those are in the movie. 
I never noticed that. No, I never noticed mm-hmm. that detail at all. That's brilliant. All four of those are there. Yeah, it's cool. It's worth. But uh, I, I saw them this time because I knew where to look for them. So I, that was awesome. Okay, I imagine it's the shot where the two of them go down for the first time and it zooms out or it pans out yes. and there's like all of the rotating boxes. Yep. Okay. What about you, Dave? I feel like I'm the maintenance department. I would always pick the same thing over and over just by sheer odds. <laughs> yeah. Understanding it's going to fall there eventually. It has to. I don't know if it would be zombie redneck, though. What would it be? I'd Probably the clown. I'd probably go with the clown. You think I the clown's like going to get the job done? <laughs> Not even a little bit. I don't Dude, like the clown clowns. Was, he was pretty fucking efficient in the little <laughs> screen time we see him. Yeah. He gets like two kills. Uh, did he get shot a couple times too? too. Yeah, he just, he just keeps coming. going and laughing. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's fair. Good. It's it's Pennywise essentially. It's like demon clown. Guys, clowns suck so hard. Clowns <laughs> are the absolute fucking worst. That, that's also my cousin's thoughts. Now I don't uh, mind clowns, but my cousin. How do you not mind clowns? Wait, wait. At what part? Like you hate them? Just like you don't like the look? They scare you, or like you like dumb they're tired they're played it's out the, no no they're no i think it's the look plus the act how understanding it's an act behind it but why yeah. would someone dress up that way to pull off that creepy act and lean in that hard <laughs> it does not work uh i disagree i mean i, I can never see the vaudevillian nature of it i don't hate it I can see where you're coming from, but like i i personally i don't hate it i can't are, are you i can't a, also agree with you clowns? either because you have a fear of them? Are you scared of clowns? Like, And then second probably. question. I would say probably subconsciously. No, because it I've never even seen. I've only seen the original. And Tim Curry scares me more than the actual Pennywise. <laughs> as he should. Yes, as he absolutely should. Um, I take it you never I, played the Red checking Alert into games. hotels because of Tim Curry. I think the clown, the clown brings up... It made me think of something watching it I this time. That. Do you think that the monsters attack each other? Like... Would something attack the clown just because he looks like a human? I wouldn't you say, say that. No. I, my bigger issue with that is after all these monsters are doing the killings and whatnot. So let's say the cabin is now clear and whatever the, the devil gets his due. Then how do they wrangle up whatever they need to put back in the cage? Because they clearly have issues doing that at the end of this thing when, when it's time to do that. When yeah. everything escapes. How I mean, do you get the monster back in the cage? I think if you... It's a good uh, thought. Ultimately, does not think, matter as the world ends. <laughs> well, correct. Be- it's because the world ends that they don't. I think they they also establish that those monsters only exist because of the bigger monsters that are still slumbering. I think if you appease those, then those other ones like they lose their power and like you can capture them again. That's what I. So have, you're saying this operates a lot like a like a shadow of uh. war, shadow of war boss scenario of how it it stacks like if a lower <laughs> monster dies then a stronger one takes its place or whatever it is that type of game mechanic very similar yeah so because they everything's all riled up I, because these things are at risk of waking up right now i feel like if the ritual is performed and they are appeased like everything goes like everything calms down sure I I I think you're bringing something there. I don't know if there's enough there to back that up. I think it's something they didn't think about, and rightfully so, uh, because only people like us delve into this shit 
and uh, the everything wrong with YouTube channel who can suck a dick. But well, uh, <laughs> they're so fine. They're fine. No, they can suck both of you guys. I did. Here's something I want to ask. I so, hate that way of thinking, and it's corrupted so many people, and it's ruined film criticism and the way we talk about film. They can suck a dick. They're contributing. I know to the downward spiral of film criticism. <laughs> I know. I know that. I Ryan and I getting like Ryan deep to go diving hard on things. into <laughs> lore. We're big fans of lore diving. God damn it, I forget where the fuck I was going with this now. You're well, you're talking about the monsters and appeasing the big god. And how once sure. you appease the big god, the monsters settle down or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm kind of I'm 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 saying there's not anything really in the film to support that. It's just you appease oh, the big god so that it doesn't kill everybody. Is pretty we much all it. Like, I know Ryan and I like lore shit. We like to get into fucking wiki stuff uh, to a degree. We enjoy that. Dave, I don't know if you're into that. Like, do you get down on shit like that? Like, wiki is in Wikipedia or wiki uh, as in circles on the ground that you stand in and light candles? So, wiki is in like, if there's a popular enough game set in a certain universe, it usually has its own wiki type page. Oh, yeah, I'll fuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, are either you of did you guys not appreciate with, his sick candle joke. <laughs> are either of you guys familiar with the SCP Foundation? Stone Crapple Pilots. No. no. So neither of you are. Well, that's that's too sad because uh, this movie is very, very, very similar to uh, this giant uh, community contribution type blog slash alternate reality existence thing called the scp foundation where basically it's community based of like it's so this the website that you go to visit in universe it's like this government website that is tracking all of these crazy anomalies and shit that happen on planet earth and they like contain a lot of them for the benefit of humanity like uh so like you're describing the, Ghostbusters, okay? Sim, it's very similar to Ghostbusters, and but it's it's more like this in that like they have them confined in like these certain things, uh, right? Ghostbusters. What, what's cool with SCP <laughs> the entire plot of Ghostbusters one is that no, because goddamn it, you know what? You run the show. And then there's this you're guy. Doing great. He also works for the government, but he's this redheaded kind of jerk, like this real like bad guy and diehard kind of vibe, you know. And he's all like, you can't do that. And he shuts him down. And it's that's not right. like goes, Ghostbusters at all. He, he comes in and he's like, booby, that's a big Twinkie. Or whatever. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> the SCP Foundation. What, where are we going with this? I'm going nowhere. You guys are talking about Ghostbusters. I've seen this look before. I've seen this. It's right before Kyle's like, I'm done. This he episode's looks, gone. He looks so <laughs> defeated. And I'm I'm so happy. You guys don't get what I'm talking uh, about. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> to Kyle. Welcome to my life to Kyle. Dave's been doing this to me forever. This is just. <laughs> That's because you're just anti -troll. You're literally a human. Anti -troll. What's, what's better? <laughs> you're a human fuse and it's so easy to light it. Too. It's very true. It's very true. Ghostbusters 1, is that a real question? No, I, I don't think it is, because Ghostbusters 2 is far better. Oh, no. Oh, 
Oh yeah. No, I see no. what you're doing. I see what you're no. doing here. This it's is the absolutely fears. a far this better film. That's a real movie. idea. It has a better villain. It's got higher stakes. All around better film. I will concede in better villain because I really, really do like. Is it Vigo, the painting guy? Vigo. Yeah. I really do like that, and that whole concept I think is great. I love that. And Peter McNichols as like the 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 brainwashed slave servant like is great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I I'm with you there. I will say definitely better villains than anything in the first one. But the rest of the movie. That's where I kind of fall apart too. And the you There's know dancing the love lifting what, me high. Are you also saying that Flubber is a bad movie? Because how dare yes. you? Yeah, I will. I, I'll say that uh, Flubber you. is a bad movie because Robin Williams. <laughs> I'm sorry, rest in peace. Had a bad streak, and Flubber was part of it. Flubber won an Academy Award for Didn't... the most heartwarming film. Bannon <laughs> deserved that. You had me going. Okay. I was like, for what? what? Is it costumes? Could it be costumes? Oscar's so, <laughs> Oscar's so white and green. He also won Hashtag. the same award for Patch Adams. So you just give Robin Williams Oscars when he's in movies, okay? Well, Patch That's Adams Oscars makes sense. Is a, is a piece of shit. Yeah, Patch it's Adams is a giant piece sucks. of shit. So does Flubber. Well, I mean, so does Ghostbusters do we need to go you through? Fucking idiots bought everything. Do we need to go you through the everything. Oscars list of winners and point out the pieces of shit because it'll be real easy? Me and Brian just talked about this on our Patreon episode about Get Out. How Get Out lost uh, for Best Picture to a movie about a, a lady who fucks a fish man. Like, oh, th- that's just uh, where the Oscars are right now. I mean, I like both. I can't hate because I love Shape I like uh, shape both, Water. I but, love but, it. <laughs> do love you think, it. Do you think... I that, actually think that, that movie... they voted a lady fucking a fish man won the Oscar is no, great. This is what I want because that's this is what progress. I'm asking that's you. Uh, such a weird would, concept. Would they have still voted it if the fish man had been the merman from this fucking movie? No. Hard no. <laughs> no, because it has to be slender and more fuckable. This this fish man, this merman is not fuckable. This is straight up horror merman, and I love it. This is horror merman. When I think of merman, I think of Little Mermaid. Ariel! Like Kenneth they Barth. should have... Uh... <laughs> Like that, wish, and that is not this at all. I wish that Justin Long from Tusk could have cameoed in this. Oh, <laughs> they could have learned, man. But then Ryan would have hated it. He would have been like, "Oh, fuck Kevin Smith! I got rid of all my hockey jerseys." <laughs> I mean, all right, so fuck it. I still have Chasing Amy, and I don't have Dogma anymore because I lent it out to somebody and they never returned it. Don't you hate but that shit? I you do like. Upset, I like. <laughs> The first half of Kevin Smith's career, and then I think the first four there's a turn. Are the best, yeah, and and it's not great from there on out. And honestly, I I'm not excited about anything he does from here on out. I I there's... saw Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and that was the best chance to get like all those nostalgic heartstrings. And it's, it's fun. It's mostly fine at best, if not like yeah, embarrassingly it's it's a lot of cheesy. Fun. It's callbacks to the Dude, to the viewers universe. It's fun. It gets. So so melodramatic and heartwarming, it gets Jersey Girl levels. It gets real close to Jersey, Jersey Girl. Mob Strike Back, the first yes. one or the second one? No, the second one, where they bring everybody uh, I've back. I've not seen it. And it's all, all about fucking this, the, the next generation. The second one is pretty much, 
oh, I had a heart attack. I, I'm not going to wear hockey jerseys anymore. I'm going to switch over to T-shirts and jackets, and I'm going to make a movie that I want all my friends in because I cannot have yoga hosers as my last movie I ever made before no. I die. Well, he's still That's what on, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is. He's still planning on making a Clerks 3 and whatever that stupid Jaws but Moose. Jaws. Moose. Yeah. Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which would hopefully hey, kill off I'll, Silent Bob. I will give Kevin Smith all great. the respect in the world because, firstly... Me and him, we got the same blood. We got that Jersey blood. Secondly, do you the really guy see is really it big on what? You really see it that way? Just because Jersey, that's it. Like you got like a connection. No, because like that's if I hear somebody from North Carolina, the, the, I'm like the okay, giveaway whatever. that that wasn't all that I saw was when I said in all part right. two. Okay, okay. The second part was <laughs> he's huge on make whatever you want, just do it. Get out there, do what you want to make. People are gonna like it. There's an audience for everything here. It might not be for you, but. Go out there and make it. If you want to see something, yeah. go out there and make it. Be creative. Have a good time. And that's what I appreciate about him. I, I agree. I think he found Kevin marijuana. Smith, oh, wait, I've what? said it many times. I think Cop Out changed Kevin Smith. I oh, I think it's marijuana. I think it's... Marijuana. A... I think no. it's Bruce as Willis soon as he weed. found weed... Bruce no, Willis no. got to him. No, he didn't always smoke weed. He was fucking straight edge and never touched the shit until right about after Cop Out. And then he finally gave it up like after he stopped smoking tobacco and shit and it was about that time when he started doing yoga hosiers and or yoga no sorry sorry no 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 uh tusk it was right before tusk tusk was the movie that was born of one of his uh what smodcast he got real high in a smodcast episode and all the fans were like i want to see that and I think that's where his career turned. So when who, it was, I oh, I really don't have to do a lot and people will do this. And I can just be fucking yeah. silly and weird and do like weird shit. Great. And like, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I appreciate it. But it's now no longer for me. The, the witty, smart, the reflective Kevin show? Smith is not in there. The comic comic shop, yeah, the comic shop show. Did you guys yeah, I think. That? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't Ryan care for like any it. of their personalities. <laughs> I think they're all not likable people. But well, they're, they're all they're, they're all completely Jersey, fake in that show, right? It's very scripted. It's very scripted. Yeah, that. I bet. I bet their podcast is great. The show makes them seem very unlikable. It's yeah. I guess. I, 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 so I don't know. I can't speak. <laughs> I can't speak authoritarianly. I thought they were on fine. It. Authoritatively, not authoritarian. Authoritatively, it feels very scripted for TV. Uh, speaking yeah. of scripted, canceled. These, uh, after several these guys, seasons, it was successful for some reason. The guys in this movie, they got to follow a certain script, too. <laughs> I appreciate right. so much you keeping this on track. Wow. I, <laughs> right? I could just see, I could see Chris Hemsworth riding on your shoulders while you wrote a segue into, into a whatever wall. you want to talk about next. <laughs> so Chris Hemsworth fucking his, his heroic speech is one of the best parts of this entire movie. And then the fucking immediate turnaround when he makes the jump oh is, it's beautiful oh my god it's dude. a clever I, take on the sam jackson uh deep blue sea thing it's that it whole was, big triumphant speech only to pull the rug out right from underneath everybody it was terrible because i also i remembered the eagle from the front like and the they first time i saw it too yeah and like i'm like dude no he can't no he's not gonna do this come on they can't do this and then like you know it's coming and it's still so triumphant for like a second. You think, fuck, maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe he's going to make maybe. it. And then 
Oh, he fucking smacks. And the way he keeps skipping all the way down and how it it's lights so up. Good. They just let it run, <laughs> too. They <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, you hear it, too. It's great. It's this hollow, just right? thud. Oh, <laughs> great sound design. Like, fantastic. They. This is what I really appreciate about this movie. You said $30 million budget. They do so much with that $30 million budget. Like, this is... I think they, they do so much with the the shots, the the effects, and what they can do. I I, I man, I, I have a lot a lot of uh I, I think I, to a point thing to yes, say. because when you think about it, it's only two sets. You uh, have the cabin with the woods, and you also have the actual office b- space that's true, there. True. So you're not really the spending a whole center. lot there. Everything is very contained to what it is. And that's usually means that you can film a hell of a lot faster. You have which is a nice thing. You also have the and big then when lobby you, section too. You do. That's but easy to just, do though. That's, is it, that's okay. one shot. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's like that's a half day of, of filming there. Well, this thing wasn't I mean it took what, three months to film? Something like that? But when when you look at it, when you look at the cabin, there's not a lot going on inside this cabin when they're filming it. It is very straightforward. Uh, it is very contained. It's very Evil Dead. It's absolutely it's extremely uh, Evil Dead. Are, I love that. All right. Yes. Yes. Agreed. In the way, and this is what I will say, and this is what I mean that they did a lot with the small budget they had, is because they couldn't do all the sets and the shit. They they make the small spaces and the few places you they didn't are have like, to. really meaningful. Yep. Like the the environments are so clearly laid out. Like the way you have the double mirror in the rooms. Like they really put a lot of thought and attention into a lot of the details within the small space that made it interesting to stay there and hang out. It wasn't in these even areas. a small space because the way that they shoot the cabin itself is always head on, so you only see the front of the cabin. Uh. But when you go inside that cabin, oh, it is yeah. so long yeah that it almost it plays tricks with you where you real like you you should think that this is a manufactured thing at this point then but you don't because it almost feels like that all these I rooms never, are almost like a like a I green room if you will this, yeah. where they have their own separate spaces and whatnot where they can kind of yeah start I to become who they are this. with the mirrors and stuff like that it's it's a fun weird movie and i huh. fucking love it so dearly <laughs> Oh, I really 100% like agree. Guys, thank you for having me on for this one. I like the setup to discovering yeah. the You don't deserve it, but this, you're welcome. <laughs> this hauntingly terrifying Not painting wrong. that is designed to like make somebody take it off the wall, I feel, and reveal this. That's such a great little world-building set thing that yeah. You don't even have to explain. It's just right there well, in the world, like how it's interacted with. And again, it's one more like red herring clue. Like this movie is throwing so many things at you clue wise to be like, it could be this, but it could also be this, but it could be this. And that's why I think this movie is really so smart because it bounces all that. And then at the end, like, yes. And it was all of those things <laughs> at the same time. Well, that's and why I so love the whole brilliant. cellar scene. When they're in the cellar and they're going through picking up these different artifacts and whatnot, in your head, you're starting to realize that they're putting way too much emphasis on these things that they're holding, that it has to be something. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when you're in the monster factory for what it is, yeah. the monster sword center, how you see them holding these artifacts and they are these artifacts yeah. that it you realized it could be any one of these things at any yeah. time. It's the ultimate world builder. Mm-hmm. It was it's fantastic. It, it it showed so much depth and it, 
I like that every one of those was instantly recognizable, except for I don't know what the necklace that the blonde was holding up tied into. Not sure. She got real close to putting it on, though. Wasn't yeah, was it a conch? I, that wasn't the conch, was it? No, the, the, the conch, conch was, was the, merman. the merman. Okay. The necklace. The conch huh. was the merman. The, the necklace that the, the blonde was holding. She almost yeah. put it on. The puzzle cube was reading Latin. the pinhead-style character. Right. The, uh, the music box was the ballerina girl with the mouth face, but I don't know what the necklace was. I don't think we're ever... Yeah. Unless maybe the ghost, the spirit? I don't know. That could be. Unsure. That's the only we other one they the really pay a times. lot of attention to at like the start of like the monster reveals. So it could be. I I, I never piece that one together. Every uh every monster slash ghost in these glass cages is better than anything in thirteen ghosts. That goes without saying. <sighs> Man, I that's harsh because I do think there's some really good ghost design. I just there's not the execution sucks. <laughs> no, no, I don't usually like to tell people fair. no. I feel like whenever you great. say no, it shuts down a conversation. But maybe I'm not. Ryan, no, no. You, really right, so you, you're saying like the makeup effects and the design of the ghosts are just garbage in Thirteen Ghosts. They're not, really not the story inspired. or yes. anything. That yeah. is correct. What? They're very, they're very basic. I mean, I honestly don't remember anything about except for like the girl with the cage head. To be honest. And I thought that Watch was real again. neat. Watch it again. So that's fair. It's- Didn't one of them have no eyelids? Right? Right? I, I bet one so. of them was probably really fat. And one of them was like emaciated and like a tiny man. I was really distracted by Tony Shalhoub. That entire movie that I just don't even remember it. There's there's the one. I bet you one had no, no legs. Oh, just a no, naked. No, there was... Lieutenant Dan. Leg. The ghost of Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ghost. Of Ice Crane. Whatever. <laughs> One was really good at ping pong, I remember. Um, he was very good at ping pong. One liked shrimp a whole lot. Like, too much, I'd say. Oh, my God. I would love a Forrest Gump 13 Ghost movie <laughs> where they're all ghosts. just Forrest Gump characters. Living through his and haunted it, memories of all of it, like his mom getting that, right. having sex with the principal. He has and to then at the end memory. of it, it's like, oh, you have to drink this blood, and it turns to be Jenny's blood. Just like, I'm not getting AIDS. No. No. I'm not getting undefined like disease from the 90s. I'm not. I'm not getting any of that. I don't no, want that's... undefined disease from the '90s. And you get the ghost of Haley Joel Osment's career haunting you. That's not well, good. Uh, so he's that's... showing up because right. the Ghostbusters let him out. In that's fairness, right. is Haley Joel Osment's career really that bad? I think he's doing pretty well. Oh, I, he keeps popping yeah, up in fucking things. In he's everything, a cameo guy now. He that's all in... it is. It fucking works though. It, I, he, he was in I, that I, he's good in it. Movie about he's good old when he pops lions. Up. He was just in um fucking ho- the, the what <laughs> Zach the movie about the old lions. Ted Bundy movie. What was it? Hold on, what do you about this old lions movie? What are you talking about? Oh, secondhand lions. Second that was back when lions. he was yes. still a little child. It's such a shit movie. He wasn't. Dude. He wasn't a fat Haley Joel Osment then, and yeah. I can talk about him that way. No, Me I'm and him share about... a birthday to the day and the year. No, no birthday, I love bros. Haley Joel Osment yeah. though. Oh, cool. I love him. He's. I love him in uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. He's very yeah. good. He's, he's good in everything good. he pops up in now. He's real good. He's got some range. He's, he's good. decent. He's great. But he's one of those guys where you're just like, oh, hey, that's Taylor Joel Osment. It shouldn't be like that. I see. I disagree. I think he's been around long enough and he's been like, you know, uh, dad bod Haley Joel Osment for long enough now. Like, that's just my mm-hmm. association. You do not know what a dad bod is if you think that Haley Joel Osment is a dad bod. He's Whatever you want to call it. I'm movie? trying to you be fucking movie? nice. Hey. Regardless, 
that is like how he is in my head now. Like that's just I don't yeah. go back to little tiny I see dead people, Haley Joel Osment. I see you know th- what that's other just, movie that's he's just in? who he is now. Whatever. He's in <laughs> Tusk. Oh, I know. Is he really? And he's also yeah, he's in, in Yoga Tusk. Hosers. I'm listening to Tusk or Yoga Hosers, yeah. whatever. So he's part of the Viewisk universe. Yes, he is. He, I think he even he pops up back. in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back at one point. Not in Strikes Back. I don't remember him in Reboot though. Ah, uh, that know. could be. I just, I feel like I gotta watch somebody again, from one of the, okay the Tusk and Hosers pops up, and it's not Depp. How? It's not fucking. How Depp. awesome <laughs> is it? How awesome is it in this movie when the uh, the chick hits the purge button and lets everybody go? It. Yeah. Big big fan. You know that all yeah. hell's about to break loose, and then all hell breaks loose. Oh man, that was and the I moment where I was like, the... I'm recommending this movie to absolutely everybody I see from this day forward. Yeah. Like this, this is this... so brilliant. You hear all the elevators ding, and that one soldier dude goes, "Ah oh, shit!" And then, <laughs> hey, we just cut to the windows just getting splattered with blood. Oh man, it's, it's a fucking brilliant payoff. Loose. There's a. Uh, so, have you guys looked up, like, all the monsters that are in this movie? Have you ever looked at everything that's Aren't in there? Aren't there, like, 60 have? or something like that? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a shit ton. A t- there's a ton of them. There's a, one, there's a flying purple people eater that <gasps> you can see briefly. <laughs> that's so clever. Uh-huh. Bigfoot is one. Uh, of course, the giant snake. Uh-huh. Uh, there's zombies here. Let me pull up a list. Yeah, there's, please there's so do. I'm shit. very interested in this, especially after Haley Joel Osment. Oh, God damn it. There's You're being too hard. Definitely. You're being too harsh. Leo the I'm Man allowed alone. to. He's my birthday brother. This is, I don't think that's how it relate. works. That's how people. Uh, this is how sure people relate. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I, I can also rip relate. on Mandy Moore. I can all rip right. on Mandy Moore all I want. because so, so I'd say feel free to go for it. This is us. More like. I know nothing about her at this point. There's two references uh, actually nothing. to Evil Dead. We've got the angry molesting tree, which is a reference to the Evil Dead, and we I also saw have that pop one. out. I, I, yeah, that's one of the first pop ones out. that pops it fucks out. Up a soldier. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, the Deadites. The Deadites are one of the monsters. Oh, I didn't notice that one. Uh, but there's just some generic stuff. Demons. There's something called alien beast. Uh, clowns. Mm-hmm. Dragon Bat, Dragon Bat, we do see it yep. breaks through the window. It's pretty kick-ass looking, actually. Oh yeah, and then uh, it drills that one dude through that wall completely. I feel uh, like we, we got have... the Black Mirror episode with like the monster robot, that black and white one, but the one that's just like be... is the saw blades like yeah, all spinning around. It's like yellow with like <laughs> yeah, that one saw blade. Yeah. yeah, I'd be like, I could maybe watch something with that if it's done well. That could be interesting. That guy's awesome. Maybe not. Maybe it uh, just deserves to be in the staircase. Just we're Hell Lord, or who is also known as Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain, is the clear pinhead reference. This yeah. is the guy with like yeah. the saw blades. Sure. The sphere uh, instead of the of cube. Like, <laughs> there's a couple of other people that like roll with him that are like basically Cenobites, but they're not called Cenobites in this. Uh yeah. Something called the Huron, whatever the fuck that is. Oh, it's like a Native American guy. That's kind of offensive, but he's killing people. I don't uh, know if it is offensive in this movie that kind of... And this uh, is where it's enough. interesting when you're like, what would you want to see? I didn't ask, but I could have and should have asked, oh, in what culture? 
Because I love the small bits we get in this movie of like the other other cultures too, like the Japanese bit with like the possessed girl that's clearly like Ringu oh, or wait. something. That's brilliant. It's the best. I appreciate that. It's like it, it is proper world building at that point. Yeah, Where you understand would... there are this this organization is based in Japan. Yeah, and based in Germany and all this stuff. Yeah, and they're like rooting for each other. To kind of succeed, but also fuck up at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's also they also talk about how they they always come in second. They don't have to worry. Japan always wins. And then when Japan doesn't win, they're like, that's when they start to be like, oh shit, oh shit, we gotta take and this then seriously, other guys. Start to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They also they make reference to uh, the 1998 glitch. Do you guys know what they're referring to there? Is it Godzilla? Nope. It's not Godzilla. It's actually the movie The Faculty. Where the kids over? You've never seen the faculty. I, I know it, but I've never seen it. Oh, no, it's such oh, a great no, no. fucking monster I've movie, you guys. I fucking love it. That's it's. I think it's yeah. a really good body or invasion of the body snatchers type. It's it's real fun. One of okay. Robert Rodriguez's real crazy early ones before he went into the spy kids also territory. Has Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah, Elijah Wood, Josh Hartnett, the Robert Patrick. We got Jordana Brewster, Clea Duvall. Uh, I feel like there's one more You're in not the even crew. Reading this right now. Oh, this the is, blonde this is girl, Annabeth, Annabeth um, Williams or something. <laughs> I Josh fucking That's, love you, the faculty. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Pompka Jansen's in there, and Selma Hayek. <laughs> and Robert Patrick. Good movie. Stack cast. Yeah, it's a good movie. Right. Oh, cast, and John Stewart of The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. He I forgot about him. Yeah. Speaking of Trevor, Where, why did? Hey, always comes back. When it's my turn what? for horror movies in October again, Faculty. One hundred percent is the next one I pick. Faculty. Fucking love that. It one. was on my short list, but I didn't do it. That um, one's a fun movie. Tropy is hell. Of course, fun. Oh, the the twins, the twins, which are of course a reference to The Shining. I have to I imagine the elevator, the bloody the elevator thing is a shining thing, too. Yeah, that's what I... I got that one. I did not see the twins ever. I didn't notice them. Uh, they're in another one of the pullbacks. Is it? Okay. I'm sure there's a uh, there's lot in that one. Reptilius. There's a lot that you see on, like, the monitors that you don't really get to see. I wonder if uh, Reptilius like, is I the feel snake. Like... No, that's Poss- just called uh, giant snake. Reptilius oh, looks like snake. the lizard <laughs> from uh, Spider-Man. The lizard? Oh, yeah, okay. he Proper looks like lizard? that. He's, it's like a giant <laughs> bipedal lizard monster thing. Uh, there's a blob. I feel like I all this is just like either. if you pull back, you, like you look hard enough in Endgame, you're going to see Howard the Duck. I feel like that's what all these little that's it, yeah. <laughs> Easter oh, eggs are. I saw uh, Howard the, the Duck the first Klan time. Shut the fuck up! The no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, the Ku Klux Klan are one of the villains. No way. Yeah. For real? Yeah, they're monsters that. They're not listed on the whiteboard, but they appear in the facility. That's interesting. They're I in feel one like that'd be keys. real weird if you drafted them or, or bid on them. Yeah, yeah they're, not, weird. they're not yeah. able to be bid on. So. <laughs> I was going to say, realistically, if someone bid on them, it's like, well, the one guy's in trouble. I don't know how I feel about the there. implications of that, right? Because if these are evils created by the old gods, that's saying what racism is created by the old gods. Is, and that's right. Via religion, it gets infected via religion. And if it is the old gods, and if it's dealing with racism, you are talking H.P. Lovecraft, which 
Hello, watch Lovecraft Country if you haven't. And let's I talk feel about like racism. there's some kind of fallacy <laughs> happening here where we're just jumping to things, making loose connections. But yes, H.P. Lovecraft is a racist. And I will go ahead and back <laughs> you up there. Yes. <laughs> um, but I don't know. So they release all these fucking monsters. And yet I love that they're able to casually sneak past everything because it's too busy killing other mercenaries. Um and they get past, and they are greeted by none other than one of the great scream queens, Miss Sigourney Weaver. Yes, I totally forgot she was in this movie. Same. I was legitimately surprised. She is the director. Yeah, I completely forgot about her. I love her little cameo showing up at the end. Yeah, it's as you said, it's real fitting with who she was and where she came from in the seventies. Um, I think she's it's real, real good, smart cameo. Don't know if there's much more to say because it's real short. But I well, do kind of like the little twist. She gives us our final big exposition dump in case you haven't figured out all of the biggest breadcrumbs of all time. Sigourney Weaver just flat out Bonville and monologues what's happening to you. But and then she does gets it in a way in the that makes the, the emotional play at the virgin character in order for her to turn the gun. So sure. I do think it's like justified too, in a way that a lot of movies don't justify it. And then they're just like, hey, we think you're really fucking stupid and not paying attention. So here you go. This is what happened. You got it, buddy. All right. We're going to we're going to go into climax now. Uh, I don't think it's that here. I, I just want to make that very clear. I don't think it's that. I think it serves to make that emotional turn for the protagonist to turn the gun. And that's A-OK in my books. Really, uh, I appreciate that the smallest Buckner girl is what still cancels everything because her one goal was to hunt down these people. And that's all she's done in this whole movie. And she's fucking stumbles in at the last second and chops fucking Sigourney Weaver in the head. And mm-hmm. pretty much seals the fate of all humanity. I love mm. when he mm. kicks Sigourney Weaver off, and because she's holding onto the hatchet, the little girl falls off the edge too. Uh, this is I got a, I got a big uh, old husband bulge for that scene. Yeah. Same, yeah, same. I was gonna say, uh, did not turn the fate. I will say, and this was gonna be my defense of why this is a stoner movie. The reason. That the world ended, or that the day was saved, or ended, was because of weed tolerance by well, the yeah. fool. Well, that is what it got ultimately him the scenes. foiled everything. Sure, but no, I think his the little weed girl saved the day because she, and he Sigourney Weaver was about to kill the fool, which needed to happen per the ritual. And had the little Buckner girl not come up and chopped her in the head, yeah. But if the, the fool, fool was never died. there, there'd be no issue. But the fool sure, was alive yeah. because he got aware and was not heavily drugged yes. or dosed up with the high-powered shit they gave him because of tolerance. And that, but I love at so the end much. of the day, I love Marty. saved the day. Yeah. Because Marty's throwing out all those crazy things like, no, there's puppet masters. Puppets, man. man. Like, that type of thing. <laughs> and you're going like, man, this... This adds up, but he's right, and you know that he's right also. So it's just another level of Yes, things. he's also, the audience. When when they're like, um, we should so stick together. Good. Oh, wait, that's wrong. I think we should split up. And he's just like, What, really? Like he yeah, is this really the is audience. like the ultimate stoner movie of the audience is the stoner in this uh-huh. movie. Yeah. yeah. It and works the really well. Stoner uh, is the thing that saves the day or ends the day. However you want to look at perfect it. Perfect choice. Good for you. <laughs> Marty. Therefore, I should say the guy playing Marty 
actually, like, number one, that dude's a fucking great actor because apparently he He's was in fun. better shape than Chris Hemsworth at this point in this movie. He was apparently, like, jacked and ripped. And, like, the, they have him in, like, overgrown or oversized shit so that he looks baggy. And he's doing this crazy hunch thing that makes him look all fucking weird. And it sells it so well, but apparently he was, like, fucking swole and, like, sort of cut. The weird thing that stuck out to me about him was I loved his voice. Yeah. How it had, like, this weird... It was like if you, you puncture a squeaky toy, if you have a dog or something like that. Yeah. It was where there was just something off about it. It was like a modern-day Shaggy, I felt, from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, where you could tell this guy has just ruined his throat by smoking all the weed. He's just like... <laughs> it's a great acting choice. This this guy mm-hmm. is one of those Joss Whedon uh, favorites that comes up a lot in Joss Whedon stuff, because he was also in well, Dollhouse and Buffy. Well. And I also yeah. saw several more Buffy people this time around after finally going through Buffy. I was like, oh, shit, that's Andrew from way later in the show. I hated Andrew, but I like him here. He's real funny. Oh, shit, it's that girl who was the the woman who went into, what, Gifted, the X-Men TV show? Uh, oh. Her. The, 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 I think she's from the Kim Lab in this movie. Do, the scientist from the Kim to, Lab. Uh, do you guys have a, uh, a favorite character as we work towards wrapping this thing up? Hmm. Can you say the name of the not Richard Jenkins character again, Dave? Because it's him. Bradley Whitford? Bradley yeah. Whitford. The, re- the red-headed guy? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, fantastic he's here. He is just the guy who's, uh, fantastic. He's, uh, he's Eric from Billy Madison. Yes. And is he in hey, the, he's the West bad guy. Wing? Yeah. Huh? Is he in the West Wing? I don't know, but he's in Get Out. Yeah, he doesn't get out. Oh, he is the older man. <gasps> he is. Someone call him a dad, but yeah. He's also he was in Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> the dad which was there. A yeah, we talked about this. Dad Bob. I get movie. it. I get it. Which one? He's awesome. He, he was in Godzilla oh. King of the Monsters, which was a fucking terrible movie. I forgot he was in that one at all. He's one of the That's how little that's like, he left an impression. In that movie, yeah, lots of impression. He's generic. He's obviously they're all there for a paycheck. Nobody Whoa. fucking cares about that movie. That movie sucks. Oh, oh, that's right because he was sassing off right before the. Um... Oh, I can't think of. He, his he spends name. a lot of the movie in the helicopter making comedic relief jokes. Yeah, he's very good at that. He, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. then somebody dies and he makes a joke, and I was just like, "Not cool, man." <laughs> yeah, he's uh, was... he's my favorite part of the movie too, though. I love that guy. I, can I combine him and Richard Jenkins to my, be my favorite you character? Could, yeah. Because I just yeah. absolutely love those two together. The two best also, character actors of all time. It's like a pairing you wouldn't expect <laughs> yeah. to just nail it, and it they works so well. They fucking flow so well. I also really enjoy the uh, the army guy on his first day. Like, what a terrible first day to have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He ends yeah. up fucking uh, blowing himself up with a grenade, getting eaten alive by zombies. What a fucking way to go. It's not great. Not a great first day. And it causes a homeboy to get eaten by the merman. What a great fucking... The reveal? Oh, come on! The return of this. And then the fucking blowhole shooting the blood out. It's it's such a smart little touch. And I love the the makeup effect on the merman, too. How, like, the front of it looks real bloated. Almost like a waterlogged corpse. It's Mm -hmm. such, like, a great, creepy, unnerving image. Coming from the fog and mist. It's... I I love this movie. I love so many of the touches. It's I thought that that was more great. like a heroic thing. 
of how you have your usual hero character crawling out of the, the mist and whatnot when he sees the mermaid. He's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is the guy he wanted the entire movie, and now it's coming for him. That is beautiful. It's it such is. a great karmic uh-huh. justice moment, too. Like, yeah. Ah, it's a beautiful thing, man. This movie's a beautiful thing, man. It really is. Uh, I guess, shit. I want to wrap it up. I want to get a rating scale. I don't remember anything numerical in this movie, really. So, I'm going to just go Five out of, out of five stock there's, characters there's five. that need to be sacrificed. Oh, oh yeah. There Jesus Christ. All right, Ryan, <laughs> on a scale of one to five, or zero to five, I guess, what would you rate <laughs> Cabin in the Woods? And follow-up question, is it a stoner movie? Five out of five, yes, for the reasons I said. I think the stoner ultimately saves or ends the day. Um, I think it's a brilliant dark comedy with a very nihilistic ending, which I really love. Um, I don't know. I, I And it's smart, too. Like, everything is set up and paid off in a way like th- that you can tell everybody really paid attention to details. The script paid, pays attention to details. The director, the shots pay attention to details. Nothing comes out of nowhere. Everything is set up. And I think uh, it's really easy for a lot of horror to take shortcuts. And this movie that is making fun and ripping apart kind of the horror genre really outclasses most everything that was coming out about the time, horror-wise. Uh, love it. Perfect movie. Five out of five. I, I, I really love it. Dave, same question. I'm going to go five, and it's absolutely a stunner movie. I think that it takes the formula, turns it on its head. It, it kind of embraces the formula even while turning it on its head. It makes it so visible. It does something similar to what Scream did back in the day, where it points out all these tropes, and it breaks it down, and it creates an entirely new thing out of it, and it makes a great story. This movie is absolutely terrific. I put it in my top ten for the past decade very, very easily. Very, very easily. It's one of those things just when you watch a movie, when you enjoy something. That's what I kind of take away from it. Is it well made? It's absolutely well made. But what's your enjoyment out of something? Mm-hmm. My number one from the past decade was Mad Max Fury Road because the experience I had in the theater watching that thing, holy shit, I've never had that feeling before. But That's also arguably one of the most well-made movies technically too. It's incredible. Yeah. But this one here, I would put probably... Five, six, away. somewhere That's in there. Fair. We talked about I loved Oscar missed The loved fact it. that fucking Fury Road did not win Best Picture is... Despite cleaning <sighs> up all the Oscars before Jesus it. What Christ. won that year? It, was it Spotlight? <sighs> I feel like it was Spotlight for some It might have been. Or was I that it, LA? I think it was La La Spotlight. Land. It might have been Birdman even. Was it Birdman? No, I think it was La La Land. No, that was Moonlight. That was the Moonlight year. Yeah, no. I think it was Spotlight. I think it was Spotlight. Spotlight's a very good movie. Yeah, but... The movie but. that represents the year <laughs> going forward in cinema, I don't know. You know, not even close. Yeah, and that's nope. I, I don't. We can get into right. that. That's a whole other podcast talking about the fucking whole Oscars. Whole other podcast. <laughs> Stay uh, tuned. Don't. So to so to, so to cut it will be off, fun. I will lots, also say lots more yelling. <laughs> five out of five for sure. Uh, definitely a stoner movie. September. It's one of the purest stoner movie Septembers we've had in a while uh, for sure. Pot plays a central part in the entire plot, and uh, yeah, I don't think this movie would exist without it. It it perfectly gives an excuse to why this character can behave differently and analyze things via us as the audience. Great movie, man. I fucking loved it. It's also made me laugh uh, more than a couple times, so 
That's great. I also think it really ages well, too. Even (laughs) 10 years later, I don't think there's anything in here. And, like, the closest shit you get to is maybe, like, Malachi. To which, like, the the Fran Coons, the fool, like, steps up and, like, does, like, the cool thing. He's like, "Uh, you disrespected my friend, so, yeah, I'm sassing you. And he's just, like, being a little shit and giving it right back and, like, not letting it stand. I would say it ages even better just because Chris Hemsworth blew up. That's That's true, true. He... But he's also, I love that he's still here. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And Trevor yeah. Noah got his own show on Comedy Central, <laughs> even though it's not him. Uh, it's still it's definitely debate because I don't but see Trevor Noah. But it's definitely him. Or, I mean, Mr. Robot. Somebody's going to be in James Band is all I'm saying. And they're going to kill Daniel Craig finally and put him out of <laughs> his misery. James Band. And they're going to kill Daniel Craig. He wants to leave so badly. <laughs> and Guy from Cabin in the Woods is going to do it. Dave! The- if people like the sound of your fucking weird voice, where can they go hear more of it? Youch, what a sell. Go listen to the <laughs> Go listen to the K Podcasters. Uh-huh. Comes out every Monday. Talk about superhero comic book movies. You can also go listen to us on Patreon. K Podcasters there as well. We have our, our not so super movies where we talk about not so super things. Tell me the name not- of your much prettier and cooler co host. Jesus fucking His name Christ. is Brian Betts. He uh-huh. is Everyone's number one in our hearts. Number forty-two in your program. That's number right. One in your heart. Replacement style. <laughs> he is the Keanu Reeves he of is. our show. I can see it. I can. I see am it. De- definitely the Eddie Martell. <laughs> or I would probably cross that picket line just to get a paycheck at some point. I wouldn't because I'd have to oh. hang out with Gene Hackman, and that just sounds the worst. It probably wouldn't be great. Younger Gene Hackman I can get on board with. Older Gene Hackman's going to tell me to get off his lawn. Yeah, when he Guaranteed. just doesn't give a fuck at all. Fuck that. He's going to tell me we're Kangol hats and tracksuits <laughs> and ride go-karts or whatever. Bring your kids. It'll be great. Yeah, go listen Kate to the podcasters. Kate Podcasters. They're the fucking greatest, uh, especially talking about superheroes, even if they're wrong. Oh, I really hey, thought you plug. were going to self-plug. Quick plug for Kate Podcasters. Yeah. Go listen. Uh, Was it two weeks? Kyle, Kyle's coming back. Yep. Yeah, I will be back in two weeks. Talking some Men in Black. I'm very excited about talking about Men in Black. Very excited. Be great. Yeah. Uh, also, I'll put it down when you guys do Men in Black three in 400 episodes. <laughs> I'll be on that one. Done. Sold. I love Men in Black Dave three. And, uh, Dave and Brian are also they're, all, they're on the, the okay the cool. <laughs> they were playing Cuphead the other day. We I watched. I hung out. It was a good time. Go check them out on Twitch. Twitch. I guess we're there now too, aren't we? That's slash Kate Podcasters. I think some really interesting stuff coming up that I'm super excited for. Yeah. It's Cinephile. You can announce that if you want, if you guys want to come on. Oh, for Cinephile. I was talking about our Patreon. Oh. Oh, You boys are, at least Ryan, Kyle is not committed yet, but coming on for our Patreon episode for October for talking about Mark Brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally down for this. I can't talk about communist films. (laughs) I just watched uh, da, 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 Chaplin the other night. I, as like HBO has all They're this difference shit. in the sense that the Marx yeah. Brothers talk way too much and Chaplin doesn't talk at all. No, but, but like I, I get like that kind of. <laughs> I Zinger. see what you're saying and fair, fair point. Also, yes, touche. But I also uh, I'm saying I get like the I get the Jones in for like that yes. kind of old style uh, comedy. Right, that we so don't at least get Ryan will be there if Kyle joins. Kyle's more than welcome. Uh, so, yeah. Here, I'll be Go the fucking Harpo, and I'm not going to say a goddamn thing. I'm going to play Dogs by Doorlight the entire time. Go check out <laughs> their fucking Patreon, and also go check out our Patreon, where 
Uh, you will hear Dave also guesting on our King of the Hill show. Uh, we'll tell you what. And until then, uh, yeah, that's all we're going to fucking say. Thank you, Stoner Movie September. You were a great one this year. Disagree. Well, not the best one. Not the best one. Not great. But next year. Not great. There's always bring next year to be better. We'll see. We'll bring up Wet Hot. If you average out all of the scores, even your fucking scorings for them, you will see it is like statistically <laughs> not, not great. great. Don't fucking hype this one up. You all pick no. shitty fucking choices, and then you all double down and Ryan, pick them again. We still got and you all should be ashamed. Wet we Hot American got, Summer didn't get voted, we and we got, got fucking Biodome. We still got Super Troopers, and we still got goddamn Cabin in the Woods, so yeah. be happy with what you have. It's it half a good month. Fine. Half a good month. Chill out there, <laughs> chill out there Squirrely. I'm Kyle. I will not. I'm Ryan. Adios.